you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. From the cosmic legends of the universe, Dave Damaschek. The mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damaschek here. Welcome to episode number 11 of the Dave Damaschek Football Program. It figures to be a special one because, who knows, maybe even during the course of this podcast... The lockout will be once and for all resolved. We're still waiting to see what Vince Jackson and Logan Mankins and the likes of those guys have to say about it, let alone what the owners say and the players and everything else. Well, we're, we can't talk that much about it. As a matter of fact, I think we just skip it and assume that it's resolved and move forward and start getting excited about the actual kickoff. What, what is it, six weeks away? Episode 11, and uh, let me bring in a man who parks his car in two handicapped spots at a time. NFL.com's Adam Rank. What's going down, fella? Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, sure thing. Sure thing. Hey, listen, because uh, the fates have dealt us a hand, and by the fates, I mean uh, Necktie Milner, he said that because there's so much activity going on over right. here at the NFL hustle Network. Hustle. That's right, because everyone is eager with anticipation for the uh, for the, the lockout to be resolved. They're Eisen and company are they're, they're they're in the studios. They're doing all this and that, talking about it, interviewing everybody. What's going on, Bert Breer? What's going on over? <laughs> hey, Luck and Flora. What's this? To give us a straight poop. We could barely get studio time. Right. Now we've got the studio, but we're holding microphones. I feel mm-hmm. like a game show host of some sort. You know, like <laughs> is it a Gene Rayburn type? Stick I feel mic? like Gene Rayburn a little bit, a little <laughs> Wink Martindale here talking about things. Matter of fact, that brings a we we talked about last week playing a little match game. You know, mm-hmm. like to wear free agent NFL match game where they should. Oh, go. I like it. Yeah. So we're gonna do a little bit of that in just a bit to, to you know to, to to whet the appetite even a little bit further because that's the those are the conversations we're gonna be fully. In, I expect a week from now. But since we have these mobile microphones here, why not make like remember in spring? Well, you grew up in Southern California, right. rank for the likes of me, though, growing up, uh, you know, in the Northeast. You know, it was always a treat when the when the sun would come out. It would be you know seventy degrees or whatever after a long, uh, rugged winter, mm-hmm. and the teacher would say, "Let's take the class al fresco. Let's take it out. Uh, take That's it out it. on the lawn somewhere." Well, we and had. Go, we would have that. I mean, there would be like a, a couple of days where it would rain. Yeah. And then we'd be happy to get outside again. You'd have to reconnect with Mother Earth. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I imagine the Southern California public school system that that would be like, hey, it's done raining. Let's go outside. We'll burn some tree. We'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about uh, <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald and so on. Right. Uh, Reading Hunter S. Thompson in yeah, sixth something. grade. So listen, let's do that now. Why don't we go outside and watch the hustle and bustle? Let's watch Marshall Falk and, uh, you know, uh, Michael Lombardi and whoever running to and fro in front of us. We'll we'll casually sit by and and, uh, 
and enjoy the action. Yeah, didn't we see Fran Charles as we were walking in here? Yes, we did, and I think that'll be a fun thing. We'll sit out there, and we'll watch it. Now, listen, I understand what you're thinking right now if you're listening. You're, you're thinking to yourself, what pleasure will I derive from that? <laughs> because this is an audio They always podcast. think that. Yeah, the, you know, but th- look on the bright side. It, if it, At least you don't have to look at what I'm looking at, which is uh, <laughs> the shame of Adam Rank <laughs> and what years and years of overeating does to one's body. All right, let's take us. Let's take a walk. Let's, let's, let's start walking. Necktie Milner. How are you, man? You're not even on the mic. You don't even got yourself a I microphone. I don't have a mic. All right. Well, listen, why don't you get the door and carry that thing, and we'll I'm take it out. escort today. Very good. Somebody. So while we walk. It's episode number eleven. Let's uh, let's take care of our business as we always do here. Uh, rank number right. eleven, the greatest player in football and in sports history to wear it. Who wore it best in NFL? Is it Phil Simms? Uh, he's a good one. Norm Van Brocklin. Norm Van Brocklin is the guy that first sprung to mind. Yes, for football, Danny White also very underrated quarterback. Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe, yeah, nah. I guess. Larry Fitzgerald. Ed Luther. Ed Luther. Wow. Chargers backup quarterback. I know who Ed Luther is. You don't have to tell me. Who I'm do you sorry. Think I maybe, am? maybe I got you confused with David Benheim. All right. Necktie's directing us. Where are we going to, Necktie? Can somebody go get my sunglasses, too? I want to get. I, listen, the, the sun from my vacation a couple weeks ago has begun to fade a little bit. The Bronze Age is dying out, if I'm not careful. I want to, I want to replenish my, my bronzy glow. Um, in sports, though, I hate, it would be two, two great players, two legends of their respective sports, but uh, creepy guys. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas won. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Look at this. A nice picnic bench. Let me describe the scene to you. We're in Culver City, California. The sun is shining, and unlike the majority of the country, it's not humid at all. It's perfectly pleasurable out here, eh? That's great. Well, you know, another California day. A little cold. It's can't be, you know. Are you kidding me? It can't, it's, it's a little it's, cold. It's cold. A cold, Rank. What are you talking about? We're it's sweating windy. over here. No, it's it, 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 listen. People, it cannot be more than 74, millions, 75. Hundreds of millions of Americans would trade, place with, uh, would trade places with us in a heartbeat because they're in sweltering 100-degree heat. I've sat out in, the, in Wrigley Field on more than one occasion in those sorts of temperatures and uh, toughed it out with the, with the help of a few lining kugels in my hand sitting out in the bleachers. But now That's we sit, nice. And but now, yeah, we're, we're right. We're we're in the nerve center of the NFL West, at least. You know, obviously, commission company. Or, yes. I'll see if I can get you some guests today. If I see any walking by. <laughs> yeah. That, How yeah. about a ball cap? <laughs> I'm gonna burn myself. Are we done with number eleven? Did we mention Mark Messier? I was just gonna get to Isaiah Thomas. Right. He's a creepy guy. And number two, Mark Messier, the man who I call the dirtiest legend in what? the history of sport. Why? The dirtiest legend, you understand. Not dirtiest player, but a guy who is who is considered to be one of the top ten players in the history of his sport is right. who is who's just filthy dirty. This character, Captain Courageous, blah blah blah. He, he he's a cheap shot artist. That's what I call Mark How Messier. How dare you? What do you care? What investment Messier? do you have in yeah, Mark nah. Messier? He Just, played with he played with Gretzky. Yeah, he did. Right, so, and they benefited, yeah. benefited from each other's company. Right, right. and without well, it, I, like who knows great how many players do? Yeah. You act like that's a crime. Like I don't how, act like it's a crime. No, I just think it's their, their number of cups when people point to them as two of the all-time greatest. I think you have to consider that they were surrounded by Hall of Famers. Unlike people like, say, oh, as a, for instance, Mario Lemieux, 66, the greatest to ever play the game. Right. Listen, this is, hey, I this love is when not you a do, hockey no, no, podcast. No, it doesn't matter, but I love when you do this because every time anybody brings up Mario Lemieux, you turn into a Peyton Mario. Manning fan. Whatever. You turn into a Peyton Manning fan and act like this guy is surrounded by players he picked up off the pond. How dare you? Listen, no, it's true. The first you seven act years like of he his wasn't career, surrounded. The first seven years of his career, that is absolutely what happened. Don't make me tell. You know what? And did he win? How many How many titles did he win? I don't win? know if you're under. The, Until they got You're to mistakenly Rick seem and, to be under the impression that uh, the Han Solo edition blaster doesn't work outside. <laughs> Let me... Uh, let me uh, correct that. Let me disabuse you of that notion. <laughs> A-S-A-M-P, if you keep it up. So, all right. Listen, 
the podcast. Let's get it underway. We have a lot to get to here, Rank. We don't have time for the hooey and applesauce today. And, uh, and of course, you can all, as always, you can download this podcast. You, su- you can subscribe to it at uh, iTunes. We, uh, we encourage you to do so. Nay, demand that you do so. <laughs> you can also follow me at Twitter, at Damashek, and, uh, and Rank, at Adam Rank. Actually, you just tweeted out a question, didn't you, uh, Mr. Rank? We did reach out to our readers, and we were starting to do that a little bit more uh, on some of our photo essays. On the previous day, we asked, or I rather asked for some help for most bruising running backs, which you took a part of, and you you had your own choice of Fridge Perry. No, I t- that wasn't. Well, yeah, I suggested him suggested. too, but I also suggested the uh, the running back at the start of last Boy Scout, who's running down the field and he takes a gun out from his belt line and he starts shooting would be tacklers. Billy Cole, yeah, of the L.A. Stallions, played by. I know. Well, I I got numerous tweets letting me know that it's Billy Blanks of Ty Bo fame. Yes, sir. I had no idea about that. That was. Uh, I actually had a fantasy team for a long time that was known as Billy Cole's Bullet. Is that right? Yeah. Good for you. I like Thank that very you. much. People forget about that. That ridiculous, ridiculous <laughs> Bruckheimer scene. The scene where he's running down the field shooting people. And by the way, if you'll notice, that's a night game and the lights aren't on. The, they're, they're, why, they're, why are games There are almost no movies? lights. That's Bruckheimer's thing. That's Bruckheimer. If you look at it, it's all, when they're inside, there are almost never any lights on. There's this scene in uh, Gone in 60 Seconds when uh, Bobby Duvall is working in the mechanic shop. He's working on a car. There are no lights on in there. It's only natural lighting from uh, from 30 feet dark. overhead. Yes. Um, so uh, yeah, so so and this and on this uh, morning, you decided to send out because again, we're not uh, you know I'm no lawyer. I don't care about the, the the economics of how they resolve this thing. All I care about, and as I always trusted along the way, was that they would resolve this thing. That they that, that, that they would come to their senses collectively and decide that we need our football, and so we're going to get it. And so we're just assuming that it's going to be resolved at some point very soon. And we just jumped right ahead into what's going to be a very exciting week when uh, the free agency period opens up. That's going to be the highlight. Of this whole summer, it's really week. yeah. It's a thrill. It, it's a thrill. Yeah, it feels more in a vacuum when it's happening in February. But now mm-hmm. that we're a month from football, that these final pieces are going to be put into place here for contenders and otherwise. This is going to be a, a very exciting thing. And and uh, you know, Super Bowl contenders will be decided in, during this free agency period. I feel like. And don't you think it'll kind of go like fantasy football drafts? Because there's not going to be a lot of time. You're going to get a couple of days to pick. Like, do I sign this guy? Do I not? And then it's going to be like when you're in the draft and the clock's ticking down and you get a minute and a half to make your pick, let these owners feel that. Let these GMs get a little bit of that pressure. See how they like it. I love that. I love the thing of like, yeah, and, and then you're playing, uh, you know, you're, you're playing poker a little bit. If you're a player, an agent, you know, you're going to hold out. I want to see what kind of money I can get. But it's going to be going so fast that if you hold out for a little too long, you they might end quick. up missing the boat. Yeah. So all of those uh, considerations. And also, there's so many big name guys. I can't recall a year where there have been so many big names that happen to be out there. Think about the wide receivers alone, how they might be able to swing things. You know, we talked about on NFL.com. One of the instant debate questions that you and I both write on um, every day was uh, was this week: Who is the most important free agent for a team to retain? Mm-hmm. You know, rather than letting uh, escape to go somewhere else. I said Santonio Holmes because you know Mark Sanchez without him. In fact, the Jets probably don't make the playoffs last year without Santonio no. Holmes. Consecutive weeks, he breaks big plays in overtime to pull those games out. Without those victories, they don't. Uh, like I say, they don't go to the playoffs. So Santonio San is essentially for the Jets, but wouldn't it be interesting, the sort of interesting storylines, the great Jets and uh, the emerging Jets and Patriots rivalry, mm-hmm. what if a guy like Braylon Edwards goes to the Patriots? What if Randy Moss goes to the Jets? The intrigue will be uh, will be tenfold then. Yeah, Moss with the Jets. That just seems like a natural, something that has to happen. Um, so, all right, so you tweeted out, you 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 asked uh, people who follow Where was, you. You know what? In that whole debate thing, why didn't anybody say Peyton Manning? That's a great one. Why like, what know? if he did? What if what if there was some convoluted system? Peyton Manning can't be franchised. He's a free, and the Cardinals can just throw the 
throw the kitchen sink at him. Yeah, well, that that would be hysterical if he actually did that. Um, but uh, I don't see that happening now. It's already the talk has begun. He might not be ready for uh, for. Well, this he could game. do it because he'd be playing with Larry Fitzgerald, and then how would those Peyton Manning defenders be like? Oh, he doesn't play with anybody good. Didn't play the real receiver. True, true. Um, so, all right. So, you tweeted out uh, some name. You you asked uh, readers, uh, people who follow you on Twitter, to send over some names uh, of players that they'd like us to kibitz about here, and uh, that's what we got to do, right? Because we get closer and closer to the season, we have to focus on uh, on one of our creeds here that this podcast is for the people, by the people. Yeah, absolutely. We're 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 nothing more than than fans ourselves. Our credibility comes from our decades of uh, of obsessive. Uh, following of this NFL like everybody else. So let's talk about some of those names here. And, you know, one of the names that everybody's buzzing about is Kevin Cobb, mm-hmm. and it looks like he's going to Arizona. And, and that's something else I've talked about at length already. But this idea that Kevin Cobb is, is definitely, this- uh, you know, th- 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 that he's the savior for a franchise. <laughs> Necktime Milner, your 49ers, I know would, well, you know, you, I know you covet having Kevin Cobb as your starting quarterback this year. But I think that it's uh, you know the, the the assumption. Oh, you don't feel you don't. It. I don't. I mean, the, the everyone would uh, rip on Carson Palmer last year because of oh what a terrible year. Carson Palmer had a better quarterback rating than Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb has had a few games where he's thrown for a few hundred, three hundred yards, but otherwise he hasn't done anything. And well, those are the only games he's played though. But the t- no, nah, he he played some that last year before uh, he got hurt again and he was just mediocre at best I think people are kind of hoping that he's going to be the Matt Hasselbeck or Charlie Whitehurst backup kind of unproven guy who comes in and and, and resurrects the the team and and makes something out of nothing I mean when Hasselbeck went to to Seattle with Mike Holmgren everyone kind of said who's this Matt Hasselbeck guy and you know, he turned out to be not too shabby, but I don't know if Kevin Cobb is that guy. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I point to, yeah, that's a good example of somebody who is a career backup who succeeds. Right. But the other side of that is Andy Reid's system has produced almost unfailingly positive results, good statistics at least for the guy under center. And I point you towards A.J. Feely and Coy Detmer, if you doubt. Even Donovan McNabb with the Redskins. Yeah, the sample size for Donovan McNabb wasn't even a complete season with Washington, but obviously he He got benched for Rex Grossman. Right, he was not very good. And besides Kurt Warner, the future Hall of Famer in Arizona, what is uh, Coach Wisenhunt's track record with quarterbacks? Not, Not outstanding. Well, they are. That is. I the like thing. how you couch that. Outside of the guys who are really good, Outside what of the one guy who's going to the Hall of Fame who was good in every team he played for? Everyone else that was well, how long been with Arizona has not, has not been good. How long has Wisenhunt been there? I mean, he was smart enough to cut cord on Matt Leinart. Well, was he? That's another interesting name to and talk. Bring in Derek Anderson. Listen, here's the thing with Matt Leinart. I think that he falls into the same category for me as Vince Young. We have all fallen under this perception that they're both busts, that they're both abject busts. I don't feel like either guy has re- – we have a large enough sample size to, to decide that either one of these guys is, is ready for the trash heap or the UFL yet. I, don't th- I, I think that I'd be interested at least if I were a team in need of a quarterback in a West Coast offense. I would think a team like the Minnesota Vikings, for instance, would do well with, with, with so much uncertainty, uncertainty at quarterback if they don't land a big-name guy – to come in there, one of the few QBs who's out there. I think that a team like the Vikings would do well. I think Seattle, with the with the Pete Carroll connection, obviously might make some sense there. If I were if I were a Vikings fan, I can I can say honestly, I'd rather see Matt Leiner come in there and compete with Christian Ponder than I would Donovan McNabb. You know what you're going to get from Donovan McNabb. It's a short term fix, and, and and there's certainly no guarantee of success there. At least there's a chance that Matt Leiner might develop into a guy who you can play for the next, not just not just as a, a filler guy. Who knows? Uh, Matt Leiner's barely been on an NFL field, you know, except w- without his clipboard. He's barely been out there. To to decide that he's finished already, is it seems loco to me. But where was the interest for him when he was released by the Cardinals? He never made That it was over. a weird spot. You get, you're get you putting him in, you're, you're throwing him out there, what was it, a, a week before the season started? That, 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 that's unfair to... to hold that up as the reason he would have to learn a whole new offense you could have stashed him on the bench the way the texans did and the texans aren't bringing him back and obviously their situation's fine with matt schaub but they're not going after him the interesting thing will be what you said is what seattle does because i find it uh interesting because what if seattle signs vince young what if pete carroll goes you know what i'm gonna go with the guy 
who, who beat, beat the, Matt Line beat and beat Matt, beat Liner, Matt Liner in that'll the be, in the odd six uh, think, uh, Rose Bowl. Yeah, so that'll that'll be the true test. And obviously, neither guy could go there. But let's say. If Seattle doesn't take a run at Matt Leinart, I think it's going to be a pretty damning proclamation that, against him. You're absolutely right. Yes, it's a if they are not yes if Pete Carroll isn't willing to make a run at Matt Leinart, then then who in in the world possibly is? would? Hey, look who it is. It's uh, it's uh, our pal from. Uh, remember when we did that fantasy live show on Sunday oh, yeah. mornings before uh, before every uh, regular season game last year? It's Michael Fabiano. What's going on, Fabiano? And uh, no Italian references, considering I'm dropping off a meatball sub to you, Mr. Damashek. <laughs> You're just living up to the stereotype. <laughs> Thanks, Fabiano. I appreciate it. Like hey, the you gold chain and when, rock. What, As soon as this yeah, lockout is done, as soon as this lockout is done, Fabiano, because fantasy talk, is, I, I think you'll agree, it's difficult to do. You've, you've done banner work on NFL.com, keeping it up all spring and summer long with this lockout. But it casts a pall. You know, it, it takes your spirit away as a fantasy player. But as soon as it's done, let's get together and we'll, and we'll talk some fantasy football on the podcast, eh? Yeah, man. I am ready when you guys are. I'm just hoping this lockout ends very soon. It will. Scram, and I look forward to seeing your Yankees. My Pittsburgh Pirates look forward to playing your New York Yankees in the uh, Fall Classic in a couple of months now. Um, all right, so now, Rank, let's get to the match game here. What? Uh, wait, let, play a little match game music for us, would you there, uh, Necktie? Um, now, the, by the way, <laughs> the greatest uh, the greatest uh, game show. <laughs> all right, well, you'll do, you'll do no, it later. We don't have any special effects. Outside, I can get some birds. All right, then. How about you just hum it? You have no idea. You've never seen Match Game, have you? I have. Do you know who Richard Dawson is? Yeah. McLean Stevenson. No. Charles Nelson Riley. Yes. Nipsey Russell. Yes. Who are the other? Betty White. Betty White was a staple. Uh, Vicki Lawrence. Brett, uh, what was her name? Brett, Brett Summers. Summers. Yeah, great, great game show. Greatest <sighs> game show of all time. Because the secret was that they would record five of them in one day, <laughs> and they would uh, and they would famously, they, they liked uh, some booze along with it. And so you so can like watch. the last 20 minutes of this show. <laughs> Not unlike this show, yes. So, all right, what names did people write in? This is what we have to do now, Rank. That's why I started to say this is a show for the people by the people. It's it's supposed to be interactive, and so now let's uh, get with that. What what are some uh, what did people drop us a line and ask you about? Well, the first one comes from Larry from the LCS Hockey Show, and if I may plug a little bit, I'm going to be on next Wednesday to talk a little cheers trivia with the guys. Don't shrug you your may shoulders. Not, you may not plug that. I can't, I can't say anything about the LCS no. Hockey Show. Okay. No. Well, I won't mention that I'll be on the LCS Hockey Show next Wednesday. Larry said Tyler Thigpen and Walmart. All right. That's, that's not that's, – <laughs> that's, that's just ill-spirited. That's just being a Weisenheimer is what that's about. But it's, we enjoy it. Well, listen, I, I, we I can't like crack wise and then get upset when others try. Sometimes I like to. Sometimes I like to have fun, but you know, there's a time and place for that sort of thing. And this is serious business. Free agency. This is a good one from uh, Sosa Yidasad. I don't know. So it's, I, mean, I like. It's like it's. Isn't that his real name right there? Yeah, Philip Gaskin. I think, <laughs> but I'm giving his Twitter name. I don't like when people try to be too clever with their. Twitter names. It's sort of like uh, personalized license plates. Yes, I I, I enjoy uh, what, what what's a fun thing to do. This is one of this is I'm one of those people who's small enough. I I have a, I have I figured out his name. So say it. I said. So say it. I said. All right. So see, I, it, I, I I but I I like to do a little thing, a little mean spirited thing that makes me feel better about myself. Um, you know, if you have self esteem issues like me, there are little <laughs> things you can do. That, that make you feel better by making somebody else look bad. <laughs> and personalized license plates are one of those. Yes. I intentionally pretend I don't know what they're going for with, <laughs> with, with, when they, uh, like, 2DV8, you oh, know, God when people bless. do, you know, like, Thank the, you. you'll, you'll see, uh, I, I was driving somebody, was uh, you know, it was 2DV8. Like, I saw somebody, you know, at, uh, at, uh, at the Kimmel show in the parking lot there. They had 2DV8. Oh, For God. some reason, it was to deviate. Yeah, I, was, I right. couldn't figure that out. But I was like, to vade? What? <laughs> I, what? I don't get that. And then I, what I like about that is 
is that they initially their initial reaction is to try to make you feel dumb for not getting it. Right. But what it does, it plants a seed. And now <laughs> for the rest of their lives, they're thinking, wait, does nobody get that? And, and it creates a, it creates just a, it just creates a moment of agita and resentment for their decision to get that license plate. Every time they walk up to their car, every time they walk up and they see that license plate, they're reminded of, wait. Am I? Am I? Did I? Did I overthink this? Was I trying to be too clever with this? And therefore, and therefore, their lives are ruined just a little bit, and and then mine is a little bit better by comparison. You understand? Yes. I like when I'm in. You know, you ever go and people are walking too slowly. I just saw. I think it's where was it? Pennsylvania or New Jersey, where they just passed a law that you're not allowed to text while you're walking in the in the. Great law. It drives me crazy when people are walking on their cell phones and they're crossing the street or in the crosswalks in California, you actually have to stop your car. And the crosswalks just are right in the middle of the road without stop signs or anything. Right. And you're expected as the automobile to, 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 uh, to let the, the pedestrian go. I like to slow down. I, to, to hit the brakes a little bit later than I'm supposed to, just so that the person in the crosswalk thinks, like, is this guy going to stop He's or not? Stop, right? I, I don't do it to anybody. I wouldn't do it to like a 30 year old guy who's probably spry enough to get out of the way. I like <laughs> I like doing it to like a 52 year old lady who who has to break into the awkward run. Like they have a, they haven't actually run since they were in PE class back in uh, in the early 70s, kind of thing. Right. I like that. I like seeing the awkward run and, and, and laughing condescendingly at that. Again. Feeling a little bit better about myself, you don't understand? you? I and I live in a beach town, and I hate the audacity of people who don't who don't even break stride when they're walking from the sidewalk to the crosswalk. Like you should hesitate a little bit to make sure people are. No, they're so they're arrogant. So like oh, they're, they're not. It's not even a consideration to break the stride, and that's a problem. That's what because it's one of the rules in California. The pedestrian always has the right of way. Yeah, that is a problem. All right, let's do another. One so oh so so say it I said I guess or Phil Gaskin uh, he mentions uh, Logan Mankins on right. the radar for the Bears and Rams they both need interior run help um, oh. interesting you know a, a, a massive sea change in the AFC East is possible here because if you'll remember the Dolphins were interested in Mankins last year and it would cause a massive change it would first of all it would really hurt the Patriots if you'll remember back in 2010 Mm -hmm. they couldn't run the ball and all of a sudden Mankins came back in and 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 they were pushing people around with the likes of Danny Woodhead running the ball now if you were to take Mankins off of that team and put him on the Dolphins all of a sudden you have Jake Long at the left tackle and uh and you have um uh Mike Pouncey Oh, yeah. The Dolphins have a good defense then. Mm -hmm. They should have a running game no matter who's running the ball. And at this point, by the way, for the record, because Namdi, I'm sure somebody has sent us something over about Namdi. Everybody, you can't talk free agency this year without mentioning him. At this point, I'm ready to say the way the game game is shaping up, I think I'd rather have a so-called shutdown corner than I would an elite running back because I think anybody can run the ball. I think I could go for a grand if you put me (laughs) behind that left side of what I've just proposed for the Dolphins. Now Chad Henney just would have to be adequate and that team should be a a pretty good team and they could play more old school football. They wouldn't have to, they wouldn't have to sling the ball around 30 times a game. If that was the, if that's the way they shaped up, rely on the defense and run the ball a lot against, and that's exactly what you want to do against Tom Brady anyway. Is is, is spin the clock against him. And they have Brandon Marshall too. That's right. Yeah. And they've got a lot of pieces and a guy like Logan Makins comes in. That's the guy not the sexiest name. It's not. A, it won't grab as much attention as Brandon Marshall going to the Dolphins last year. Probably more important. It's ironic you say it's not a sexy name because if you think about the name itself, that is pretty sexy. <laughs> Logan Mankins. <laughs> I would have done a lot better with the ladies in high school if, if my name had been Logan Mankins. I, I, you know, really, you just have to mail. You can mail it in at that point. Right. Um, all right. While you uh, read your next one there, and while you do that, I'm going to take a bite of this delicious meatball sub from. Bay Cities in Santa Monica, California. Delicious meatball sub. Is it better than our the Jackson Market that we went to the other day? Yes, no. You can give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. Absolutely. Okay. I'll talk with my mouth. No, no, no. Don't. Classy. Podcast got classy. Classy it up. All right. The next one comes from Kyle Kachuk with a clever Twitter name of Kyle Kachuk. See? That's what you do. That's nice and simple. I like it. What I, do I, I do? Damn no, no confusion of what we're going with there. So thank you for doing that. Great one. Colin Jenkins to the Bears. 
Here's an interesting one. The second one he put, Sidney Rice to the Panthers. Why is that? That would be terrible. Why would Sidney Rice do that to himself? Playing with little Cam Newton. Or Jimmy Clausen. Either way, <laughs> that's a that seems like a bad idea for him. I you know what what's interesting. You well, know, where would you have him go? It's not where I'd have him go, but what I fear is, as uh, as somebody who doesn't want to see the Patriots and Tom Brady, you know, get over the hump. You know, I know Patriots fans don't like hearing about this, but just as a reminder, you haven't won a Super Bowl since Spygate. And <laughs> spare me the stuff about uh, the you know the the helmet they had a catch. Season. Did they? No, I think there's a one in the last column in in in, in that season. Actually, if you look it up, it says sixteen and zero. All right. Well, well either way, um, Sidney Rice and the Patriots have a little bit of money to burn. Can you imagine if they would go out and get a guy like that? How <laughs> scary would they be? It would be. But is that really in Belichick's mold, though? I mean, is that the kind of thing he would do? They went out and got Randy Moss and had the the season that you just referred to as a perfect season with him in there. I'm sorry, I just meant undefeated. Yeah, but you but you remember. <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah, but you remember the helmet catch, right? Right, they right. lost in the Super Bowl. Yeah, David Tyree, you remember I mean, that play? I mean, that counted. They they that they did count. I know. No, 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 Patriots fans it. point to that is that that was lucky, but I, I, I again, I'm fairly certain that that did count that catch and that the Giants yeah. did win that game. Absolutely. But when you open the NFL record and fact book and it shows the division standings from 2007. It says Patriots, 16 wins, no losses. They don't back I can't the see it because when I open up the record book now, when I open up to right. that season, all I see, as a matter of fact, the eight seasons that preceded it, all <laughs> I see is a giant stain. It's stained, don't you understand? <laughs> all I know, Rank, is that at the end of that game, Mercury Morris was covered in champagne. <laughs> so that must mean that obviously it counted. That's why Rank is defending you know, it. Is defending that Patriots team because sure? the only thing he dislikes more than uh, the Patriots are the uh, seventy-two Dolphins patting what? themselves on the back every year. I do hate that. Yes. All right, you so, know, what? oh, that's only happened twice. What the seven? The champagne celebration has allegedly only happened twice. Yeah, I know they they do. Have I was their, on the Finsider, then they let me know. Oh, it's only happened twice. The Finsider website. What about um, Braylon Edwards to the Bears? I can't wait. That's a storyline that we see. Again, we almost immediately went after the Super Bowl into this lockout talk thing, and so you sort of have you have to pick up where you're where, where mentally you were back in January and February. You'll recall Jay Cutler with the knee injury, and and was he actually hurt? And the players came to his defense. Brian Erlacher came. You know, I'm still not convinced. My eyes saw what they saw, and there's no right. unseeing what I saw. Caleb, what's his name, looked better than Haney. Jay Cutler. Caleb Haney looked better, and actually almost uh, almost got him past the Packers if it weren't for B.J. Raji's uh, interception. Um, Jay Cutler was looked like he was moping around on the sideline, was distant from his teammates, and um, the bottom line yeah. is what what's even, that even, what that's going to be a, a fascinating story when the season gets underway here with how Jay Cutler is doing. And I'll tell you what would help him a great deal more than just about anything else is to give him a guy like Braylon Edwards. Well, I don't know. First of all, where was the Jay Cutler thing on the Ladanian Tomlinson scale of sideline pouting? Under L, uh, under Ladanian, that's under for sure. LT, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to, to beat to, that. That Ladanian years later says, "I just wasn't a hundred percent, and I got to be a hundred percent to play." No, no, you don't. No, you I, don't. I, mean, I guess, I guess, if that's left up to you, then, uh, then Terrell I guess it Davis is, but... with the migraine and unable to see, but are like walking him out there with a cane. Just, just stand out there. That'll be enough. Like, you don't think Philip Rivers would have enjoyed you just standing there to be a decoy? How big a heel are you? How big a heel are you when Phil Rivers is in the locker next to you? And you're like, I'm, I'm playing. I only have one leg, but I'm playing. I, uh, but, but I'm not 100%, Phil. I would do it. I'm, I'm more like 85 90%, so I, uh, I'm not going to give it a go here. Who's the one-legged wrestler guy? How do you think LT feels about him? Yeah. The, the Arizona State one-legged wrestler? This is a... <laughs> it's controversial. It's controversial stance that I'll take here. I don't like the one-legged wrestler because doesn't he have an unfair uh, competitive advantage? Because bit. his strength—he's a much bigger guy. But his core—it's harder for him to get balanced. But his weight, stuff. but right, but his weight—he's a much bigger human being, right? Yeah, Imposing okay. his will on people. Maybe no? flimsy. I'm not buying it. I would be worried if I was the WWF wrestler that Vince McMahon watches and goes, "You know what? That's a great gimmick." You know, I. 
you know, Cody Rhodes, I want you to cut your leg off. What about <laughs> that would be a great angle? What about Tom Dempsey? That's the most <laughs> overrated deed I think in sports history that he he kicked a sixty three yard field goal, and With people say, "Isn't it remarkable?" No. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a four iron in his foot. <laughs> he had a he, he's a, he was a head on kicker. With a piece of metal uh, that that blunted the front of his foot, <laughs> he was swinging a four iron at the ball. <laughs> that wasn't fair. I poo poo that one. Yes, but going back to Braylon Edwards, I guess through all of this, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm not trying to hijack your podcast, but Braylon Edwards <laughs> <laughs> is that a reference to the sports guy, Sporty Simmons? I went on his thing. I encourage you to look that one up. Uh, the BS report. We talked about the resurgent Pittsburgh Pirates, which was uh, which was great fun to do that. But um, yeah, apparently during the podcast, I was charged with uh, being high, uh, of hijacking his podcast. Yeah, so go ahead, go ahead with your nonsense. But the question I have about the Bears possibly going after Braylon Edwards is a they don't like receivers who drop the ball, and b Big receivers like Edwards are not really a part of Mike Martz's offense because you look back at Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, Ricky Prohl, uh, Asa Keem, you know, all these guys, they're smaller guys. Like, they might seem better off going after a Steve Smith. Santana Moss, too. Santana Moss, I think, would be a perfect guy to go into that offense. Steve Smith, north or south? Probably both, but I think south will be available. I think think south, I think, is a guy at the end of his career a little bit chance to play in a Mike Martz offense, maybe if Jay Cutler wins the job. Uh, not kidding. But, you know, that, that could be something that they could go for. More than I would have. I wouldn't even touch Braylon Edwards if I was the they need, But they really do, to be competitive, I would think, with the Packers, to take a legit run at them, I think they do need that. So Johnny Knox cannot be your best receiver. They yeah. need somebody, but I like Santana Moss. Interesting. A lot more. Yeah, interesting. Or Steve Smith. He spits if, it. Yeah, any of those guys fit the offense. Not... Steve Smith North would worry me more because you start getting into the Alvin Harper type of territory, Yancey Thigpen, guys who are great second fiddles but not necessarily a number one receiver for another team. So I would rather either have Steve Smith South, have Santana Moss, guys proven number one, and they fit the mold of a March type receiver. Well, I I think that uh, that is, uh, again, the wide receiver thing is going to be so interesting to see where all those guys wind up. Like you say, you, I, I even forget about Steve Smith because everybody's consumed with Plexico and Santonio and Randy Moss and I guess T.O. still maybe. is. I mean, I don't know if he's done yet. So uh, looking great, uh, look, looking uh, forward. Well, that knee injury, he's not going to be around until week eight. Even, if even then, if right? Then, yeah. Um, all right, you got any more you want to you want to plow through here? I got one from uh, Dan of Thunder. He says Antonio Cromartie will sign with several different teams to be near his kids. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not funny. That's that's you know that's insulting. That's insulting. I'm surprised Dan didn't say anything about Dieter Brock. <laughs> there we go. There's our Dieter Brock counter. Wow, he's the guy. I got one from. I like to mention Dieter Brock at least once every podcast. We do. It's good. Keep his name in the news, um, Mister. <laughs> He's really concerned about this. He's sitting at a beach in Newport. Uh, anyways, yeah. uh, Mr. Ryan Morrison, D'Angelo Williams, and McNabb to the Cardinals, which that's, there's great, no it's, chance it's, that's of that a that fantasy happen. thing. Yes. They don't need a running back. No. They've got, they, they have drafted Benny Wells one. and they, they, uh, the kid out of uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah. Ryan Williams, who should be dandy. And I don't think uh, Donovan McNabb's going to go there. I'm, I would like, if I'm a Cardinals fan, I would want him more than I would want. Kevin Cobb because the Kevin Cobb thing just worries me greatly but yeah I don't see McNabb going there he has they make a big deal about it but you know they have I think McNabb's going to Minnesota to be a backup I think they're going to start Christian Ponder not anymore they're not I think they would have if if it had had been a normal year but you're going to throw a guy in who hasn't been uh, working out with those guys learning that offense all summer long I find that highly unlikely Maybe my midseason if they're falling on their face. They're, you know, they're still the, – the biggest problem for the Vikings is is the division they're in now. I mean, you know, the, the Bears should be fine. The Packers could be the best team in the NFL. And, um, and, and the Lions are even on the rise. If nothing else, that, that offensive – I mean, that defensive line should be pretty dominant. Bottom line is rank. You know, who, you know who's going to be the real winner when free agency starts? You and me. 
That's right. America. I wanted you to say your your famous can we, uh, can we stop down and do that again? Yeah. You know who's going to be when free agency gets going, you know who the real winner's going to be? America. That's exactly right, Rank. You read my mind <laughs> because it means football is just about here. Speaking of America though, Captain yep. America is opening up. See that? What about a segue like I that? I segue. And you know, we have to fill, you know, we have to make do in the, in the summer months no matter what year it is. With you know with the, with the summer fair and that's the time for the superheroes and I always like talking about superheroes. Who's mm-hmm. your favorite when you were growing first, up? Who wait, was first your favorite? Of all, are you, first of all, I'm offended by this Captain America because Why? Chris Evans is the torch. That's right, the and now he's torch. also Captain America. From Fantastic Four. That's right. I I I, I I'm I hear you 100. percent They're on both that. in the Marvel universe, which is even worse. There aren't enough uh, handsome devils running around Hollywood that you uh, that you couldn't find uh, a second fella to do it. Where's Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, LaBeouf could have been. Who cares? I mean, pick somebody. Yeah, Timberlake would have been a grand Steve Rogers. Timberlake. But now, yeah. And the Fantastic Four, I pointed this out before. The Fantastic Four is an interesting gay parable. You know, (laughs) it's... I'm glad for it. I'm glad for, you know, we've heard a lot about the bullying and everything else. This is an empowerment thing. um, and, 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 And good, I hope, that kids out there... We'll, we'll read this. I mean, because the Fantastic Four, they're a great uh, quartet of superheroes. But you consider this. The Human Torch, his, uh, his catchphrase is, flame on! You know? They, Mr. Fantastic, he can reach anywhere. He can bend himself <laughs> into any position. <laughs> you, have, you have the thing, you know, say no more. He's made out of rock and everything. And, uh, and, uh, and then lastly, you have one woman, but she's invisible. So yeah. I think that's... <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, so uh, so Captain America. I do like him. Um, I like the character, but yeah, that's. Well, who was your favorite superhero growing up? I am not embarrassed to say, but I would say Flash Gordon. Is that a superhero? Is he not a superhero? No, it's a great movie from nineteen eighty one. It's though. a great movie. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a comic book guy, graphic novel, if you will. I mean, I guess that counts. He's a superhero i think I was you know what a, i'm i think you're being difficult a, because i'm not trying to be difficult um i aquaman's not good no you know aquaman's not good okay. i can't stand up let me tell you about him and no, now no, i'm wait, talking about wait, it. Wait, aquaman wait. stinks and here's why aquaman's lousy because first of all as a superhero you should be <laughs> super in all in any situation but super but 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 aquaman is a liability out of the water Wonder Woman has to fight his fights for him because <laughs> he can't do anything when he's, when he's out of the sea. And when he is in the sea, what does he do? He talks to the fish. And, and he has them do his bidding, the dumb fish. That, they're the ones doing all the, <laughs> all the heavy lifting. Aquaman, he can talk to them. So he's like, hey, Lex Luthor has acquired a nuclear submarine. Hey, octopus, why don't you go do something about it, you know? <laughs> and then he gets all the credit. Aquaman did it again, and the octopus is over on the side like, hey, what gives, man? How about a little bit of credit for uh, for your helper here? So I resent yeah. Aquaman. I also, in all seriousness, I would say my favorite guy is Robin. <laughs> no, he, he, doesn't, Robin. he doesn't mind being the sidekick. He doesn't care that his name's not mentioned in the in the name of the movie. Like when you sit there, if, if Batman had a podcast, it would probably be it wouldn't be the Batman and Robin show. It'd be the the Batman football program. <laughs> I see, I see. Someone's got a chip on his shoulder, eh? No, I'm just saying. Someone's got just... someone's uh, feeling low about himself, huh? <laughs> and I got green briefs on too. And your family was all trapeze artists. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's uh, that, that. I feel like uh, I can't help but feel like you were taking a shot at me there. Well, the worst of all, who's the worst? Superman. It's not that what? Superman. It's not that Hold Superman. On. It's what? not that. It's not that. I, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. I don't dislike Superman, but I dislike people who like Superman the best. If you grew up, if you grew up, and and of all the superheroes you could choose, you chose Superman. And I say shame on you, and I hope you also enjoy your New York Yankees and your L.A. Lakers and whatever other teams you root for because you're a front runner. Of course Superman wins. Superman is made out of steel. He's made from steel. He shoots lasers from his eyes. He's faster than a speeding bullet. And who's his arch nemesis? 
a bald-headed old man. Of course he wins. Of course he wins every time. What did you expect? It's like rooting for, oh, I really hope the Yankees can beat the Royals uh, uh, two out of three here. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course they're going to. Is that, that That's the suspension. I'm a Batman guy. I grew up a Batman guy before it was cool to be that way. Why? Because he's flesh and blood. If you cut him, he bleeds. Like Daredevil, too. He's another good one. Kids out there, your two choices are these. Batman, Aquaman, a third choice. The highway, because no one needs you if you're rooting for Superman. Of course, Superman wins. So that's Fabiano's favorite guy, then. I was a, Dave. I was a Green Lantern kid when I was growing up. What is, is that okay? Well, I think it may. I don't think you want to say that out loud this summer because yeah, I have not seen it. it, but I heard the, the worst superhero. I was a big. I was a big Green Lantern fan when I was a little kid, and I have boycotted this movie. This just looked abysmal, and I've. I'm not seeing it on principle. That's what I did to Indiana Jones 4. I refused to see it. I refused to acknowledge its, its, its existence. Is that the one with Shia LaBeouf? Yes. Okay. Yes. What is, but Superman, I mean, he does have kryptonite. I mean, there's something that you How can much kryptonite him, is there in the, in the universe? <laughs> so, there's not that much kryptonite around. Somehow Lex Luthor, he's, he's a clever fella. He's a clever <laughs> old man. I'll give him that. But... How much kryptonite? The only thing that can get him is from a planet that's millions of miles away? Come on. Is that how it works? Like, if we, like, let's say the Earth was crumbling around us and we shot you into space. Yes. We shot Dave Damashek into space. You went to another planet where you became a, super, or a superhero and you're invincible and everybody's, you know, in awe of you. But some guy's like, hey, look, I found a piece of granite. Would you just instantly. <laughs> Buckle your knees to the ground, like oh no! <laughs> you found quartz. Like, I, uh, I, you know. By the way, um, the uh, my employers apparently think that uh, my kryptonite is money because they don't want to give me anything. <laughs> the um, it is green. It, yeah, it green too. Yeah. Um, how about this for a transition, real quick? Superman. Who, one of his uh, nemeses is uh, is Bizarro Superman. You know, right? He, he's the everybody knows Bizarro world. Of course. Well, that's something else I wanted to talk to the sports guy about. That's when he accused me of hijacking his podcast was because something I wanted to talk about is because we just crossed over the halfway point in uh, 2011. And every year since 2008, since the Sonics departed Seattle and Seattle had the worst, I, I think probably the worst sports year for a city's fan base ever. They lost the Sonics and didn't just lose them. They lost them to Oklahoma City. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, it's like when... Uh, it's like that, losing... Would it be like losing your football team to St. Louis? <laughs> Worse. <laughs> but, really? Yeah, it's like it's like the Brady Bunch episode when the bully... When, uh, when uh, Bobby Brady knocked him out or Peter Brady punched out right. the bully. It's embarrassing. You lost your basketball team to Oklahoma City and your Seattle. Then also the Mariners were lousy and the... Uh, and uh, the the Seahawks were lousy, um, but 2011 is officially Bizarro World mm-hmm. because, like I say, it's the city's fan base that suffered the most due to the play of its local teams in a year. And right now, you would think, oh, you know, who are the usual suspects? Cleveland, no, because yeah. the tribe's doing well. Right. DC is having a bad year. Uh, a lot of disappointment there. But I'll tell you who's the front runner right now for the Sonic Award: San Diego, Los Angeles, what? LA. Consider. The Lakers went out in shameful fashion. They they were the heavy favorites, and they got swept. And then Andrew Bynum goes out and uh, and you know embarrasses himself with the you know knocking the the midget from the <laughs> Mavericks over and uh, taking his shirt off. Now he parks a double parks in handicap spaces, <laughs> all that jazz. Um, He's a big guy. The Kings went out in disappointing fashion. At least they made the, the Dodgers, who should be at least in contention. They don't obviously they nah. haven't won a World Series in forever, nah. but they are a travesty. They are they're they're, they're a shame. They're, they're they're a downright sports tragedy at this point. And USC is about to begin a season that, by definition, is irrelevant. It doesn't exist. The record books uh, won't acknowledge that one. UCLA, UCLA stinks. And, uh, basketball team. And right? unlike most American— Oh, large, Cal State Fullerton baseball went out. Please stop. <laughs> and unlike most large American cities, they don't have football, NFL football to look forward to. L.A., if something big doesn't happen soon, they are going to claim the 2011 Sonic Award. So be on the wow. lookout for that, uh, Angelinos. You don't want that to happen. Go ahead. Come up with another option. I don't think you can do better or worse, I should say, than, uh, than L.A.'s doing so far. San Diego? San Diego has two teams. I don't even think they're in the running. 
They don't even count. You have that to have at least, count? I don't have. I've never actually formally written down the standard, but I think you have to have three teams to even be in contention for such an award. Um, all right. Very quickly, rank. We gotta do. We've been meaning to do this, and we're running out of time here. It's it's going to be August, and the football is going to be underway. And then what are we going to do? We won't have time for all the stuff we wanted to do in the off season. We started doing. We were naming by franchise who had the best at each position. We did quarterbacks already. Yep. And the 49ers won that one? Or the Packers won that Packers. one? Packers beat the 49ers. We did a playoffs of that. We did linebackers. The Steelers beat the Giants in that one. We have to do and running backs. Let's do, let's do some uh, – oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The, yeah, and the Bears. I'm sorry. That's who they beat out. Um, no, no, no. The, Pack, the Giants beat the Packers. Uh, the Giants beat the Bears, and the Steelers beat them. So, we have to do running back. So, I want to do that next week, all right? Can you prepare a little something for that? Absolutely. Off the top of your head, what's, what's a good one? The Bears are, an, are a good one with Bears. Peyton. Walter Payton depends, and Gale Sayers. It depends on what you do Matt with the Forte. St. Louis franchise, if you count the Los Angeles history. Because uh, the Rams would have Marshall Falk. Eric Dickerson. I like Steven the Bills. Jackson. Steven Jackson. That's a pretty good one. I'm going to go Bills as one of my front runners with OJ and Thurman Thomas. And Joe Cribbs, who had, Cribbs. if he hadn't gone to the USFL, yep. I think he went to the Birmingham Stallions, if memory serves. If he would have stuck in the NFL, yeah, they might uh, do it, but he did go to the USFL. Yep. So, um, all right, we got to come up with some more. Oh, this will be a good one. Running backs. Chiefs is a good one. They don't have a, uh, they, have Mar- they have Marcus Allen, Christian Okoye, Ed Podolak. Podolak. Mike Garrett, uh, Priest Holmes. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. No, no superstar. No, but a you know, good deep squad. Do we include the Steelers? You got Franco, Barry uh, Foster. Barry Foster was very good. The bus, of course. All right. Well, listen. Next time, Milner's giving us the wrap it up sign here. So I guess that's what we have to do. Um, all right. So that's what we're gonna do again. At Damashek, at Adam Rank, drop us both a line and help us out with this uh, with this question here. As a matter of fact, who is what NFL franchise has the most had the most great running backs? And don't give me the business about what do you mean by great. You know what I mean by it. Doesn't mean they have to be in the Hall of Fame. Great, that's it. Great, you figure it out. All right, Rank, it's been a pleasure. Necktie, next time the three of us sit down together, let's be talking about the season. Let's, yes. uh, you know what. Commissioner Goodell willing, let's uh, let's be talking about uh, about let's start breaking down the teams, the contenders. Next week, I hope let's give our first uh, ranking of uh, our, our first list of who's going to be in the playoffs. Let's look forward to that, and then we'll also do best uh, best uh, franchise best uh, running back uh, franchise with the best running backs. All right, is that it? See, when you get me hurried, necktie, you get me all nervous and everything. For necktie, for Adam Rank. Thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.